This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Welcome back. It is my great pleasure to be joined by the senior senator from the state of Wisconsin, Ron Johnson. Senator Johnson, good afternoon. Well, Jeff, hope you're well. I am well as I am well, sir. Let's let's start off. Um, I, I know you you were involved in a letter either yesterday or two days ago, and you were joined by the various Republican congressmen from the state of Wisconsin, calling on Governor Tony Evers to forego the extra three hundred bucks in federal retirement benefits. A number of states have already done that. What, what was your thinking, and, and why? Well, first, you have to recognize uh, Wisconsin's unemployment rate is 3.8 percent. You know, when I went through uh, Econ 101, uh, my economic professors were telling us that uh, full employment was 5 percent. So we're, we're under what his, is historically considered full employment. And literally for months, you know, as I've traveled around the state, and I'm sure as the uh, other Republican congressmen have traveled around their districts, the number one complaint by far uh, that business owners have, and the thing that's holding them back from uh, getting you know fully back into business is they can't hire people and they blame what should be blamed is the fact that the federal government has continued to plus up state unemployment benefits and literally incentivizing people to stay on the couch not not to re-engage in the, in the uh, labor market it's it was actually lawrence Lindsay, who was an economic advisor to both the clinton as, as well as uh, to president obama you know, wrote a piece that uh, in effect this is paraphrasing said if you when you extend unemployment benefits you extend unemployment and that's what's happening i think it's incredibly damaging to our economy it's really not good for people either well you know senator the, the justification for the the original federal unemployment subsidy which was 600 bucks now 300 is that hey we're we're in the, there's a pandemic employers aren't hiring people can't go out and look for jobs it, has that changed in your mind Absolutely. You know, at the depth of the COVID recession, we were down about 25 million jobs from the record high prior to that. Again, people were put out of work for, through no fault of their own. We actually were encouraging people if they got sick not to go back in the workforce. So, again, there, there was a lot of things that we were dealing with initially with COVID, but that, that's pretty well all passed. Our economy is pretty much back to normal. There's still some venues that uh, you know, people are concerned about, but in general, the American economy is roaring back. And the, the thing right now that's holding it back is, from my standpoint, the fact that we're extending unemployment benefits to people that, that can get jobs, and they can get jobs easily. Now, Senator, when, when I talk about this just here on the radio, I always get some people who call up and say, no, Jeff, you don't understand that this, this is, that the real solution to this isn't eliminating the, the federal, you know, bonus. It, it's, it's requiring employers to pay more. If employers had to pay $22 an hour, well, then people might be willing to go back to work. Well, certainly part of that's already happening. And what we're going to see as a result of the, the wage inflation is we'll have uh, locked in general inflation as well. Now, I'm already concerned, Jeff, that we, we really have a witch's brew of ingredients being concocted for a return to stagflation. Uh, we have rising commodity prices. We potentially could have a stalling economy if businesses can't employ people. We have supply chain dislocations. Uh, right now, there's so many businesses on allocation, whether it's on the lumber they're trying to, to purchase to, uh, to, to build homes. Just now with the home builders, the average cost of building a house in Wisconsin is up $36,000 just because of the increase in lumber prices. So, so we have all the ingredients here for an a, a economy that just wants to boom, to stagnate, 
to stagnate. And then on top of that, when you take a look at what happened with the consumer price index, index and the producer price index, uh, we, we're looking at inflation uh, well above 2, 3, 4, 5, potentially 6% or higher. Now, now, Senator, I think people in the Biden administration look at this and say that this is just a blip. This isn't going to happen long term. You're just looking at a very, very temporary thing. We don't need to worry about that. This is just something that's going on for a couple months. Is that what you see? No, the concern is that this isn't a blip. Listen, if you're just looking at commodity prices, you know, lumber prices go up and down. Oil prices go up and down. But when it gets to the point of dramatically increasing wages and everybody thinks, hey, that's a great thing. Well, it's not very good if you get a 5% pricing uh, wage increase, but prices go up 6%. It's the wage increases that are locked in. I mean, once you raise somebody's wages, that's not like commodity price. It doesn't come down. That locks in inflation. And so, no, this is something we ought to be incredibly concerned about because stagflation is a nasty economic reality that is very difficult to get get out of. Senator, can we switch gears for a minute? The um the, the, the Middle East ha- has exploded over the course of the last couple weeks. You had, you know, Hamas, which is the, the terrorist organization in Gaza, started indiscriminately sending rockets into Israel. Rock, uh, Israel has now, you know, retaliated with the goal of trying to uh, eliminate Hamas's capacity to do that. You've got uh, some of your colleagues in the Senate and other people in the House of Representatives calling on the, the government to sort of distance itself from Israel. What, is there an end game here, and, and what should we be doing as a country? Well, first of all, I believe Ronald Reagan, when he said you achieve peace through strength, and that's something I think most Republican administrations recognize. Democrats always seem to forget that. So I don't think it's a coincidence that the, this war is broken out between uh, Hamas and Israel uh, under a new Biden administration that is trying to kowtow to Iran try and re-engage in what I consider was a disastrous Iranian nuclear agreement. Um, So, again, this isn't a coincidence. And Israel has every right to defend itself, and people really need to understand who is the aggressor here, who's indiscriminately lobbing, I think it's more than 3,000 missiles at at civilian population centers in Israel, and you compare that to what Israel's doing in retaliation, where they're they're calling ahead and saying, hey, we're going to bomb this building. Uh, would you clear out because we just want to take out uh, the communications or you know whatever assets are in that building? Uh, it's completely uh, night and day difference between who the aggressor is, who's trying to defend themselves or people, and and who, from my standpoint, America ought to be on the side of, and that ought to be Israel, who's a functioning democracy in the Middle East and could provide stability if the Palestinians ever wanted peace. But but they they don't want peace. They want to destroy Israel. Israel has a right to defend itself. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that gets lost a lot of times in is, Senator, is that Hamas, which controls Gaza, I mean, it's not they're they're not looking for a political alternative. They're they are they're they are sworn to the destruction of Israel as an independent state. And I guess part of the problem is how do you how if if that's the goal, how do you ever rein them in? You don't. I mean, you eventually have to defeat them. So there, there was a lot of angst when. Uh, Israel really declared a jurisdiction over the Golan Heights. You know, then the Syrian war really erupted. You know, but my comment at the time is, I, I bet you the Syrians that live in the Golan Heights, Heights that are now being administered under, under Israeli law are pretty happy they're being administered under Israeli law. Uh, the Palestinians could have a good life. They could have had a good life decades ago if they would have just come to the terms of the fact that Israel is a state, 
It's going to be a state. Uh, Israelites have a right to be there and are happy to live in peaceful coexistence with Palestinians. Why don't you take them up on their offer? But it's, it's, it's the Palestinians that are always the aggressor in these, in these wars. And then the last thing I think we should be doing is calling for a ceasefire, because that just gives the, the, the Hamas time to rearm, which is what they do time and time and time again. So this has literally been going on for about 100 years. Uh, Senator, let, let's switch gears again. I, the, um, the the CDC last week, I think, surprised a number of people by by changing their guidance and saying mm-hmm. for folks who are fully vaccinated, there, there's no reason to wear masks indoors as a as a general sort of rule. Um, I, I see that President Biden has rolled back some of the rules mm-hmm. with regard to like federal employees wearing masks inside, but we still have mask rules for airports, for public transportation, for airplanes. Where do you see this going, and what? should happen well it was well past time for cdc to just recognize the reality of the situation I, I think for months people have been returning to a level of normalcy they're, they're getting more comfortable you know so many people have been vaccinated or they've already uh, contracted covid and, and so uh, have the natural immunity as well so, so people want to get beyond the, the pandemic and you know they're, they're making their own individual risk assessments uh again i i'm i'm glad that's happening i'm, I'm Appreciate the fact that people are getting comfortable and, and returning to life. But at the same time, people are using, uh, I think, in some cases, appropriate caution where you're in venues where you're really packed in tight. I mean, I, I fly in airplanes all the time. Everybody's wearing a mask. I mean, I, I don't have a real problem with that. But it's been ridiculous that they had CDC guidelines were asking people to wear masks outside. It's to- totally contrary to what their own study showed them. They just weren't recognizing it. So, you know, the bottom line, Jeff, I, I've really tried not to be critical of of public officials, elected officials that have had to make really tough decisions with imperfect information. Where I start getting critical is where they refuse to change their stance once they get new updated information, where where science starts leading them in different direction. Uh, We're going to have to continue to adapt, uh, and I'm glad the CDC finally adapted to the reality situation here. Senator, I, I have in my hands, and I, I've been collecting this, th- this large stack of, of newspaper stories talking about all the Democrats who are lining up to, to run against you if you run for re-election uh, next year, and stories in the Washington Post featuring, you know, some of the candidates. And um, I, I, I know whenever we're on, I always ask you this question, but let, so let, me, let me not disappoint. Any, any idea about your future as an elected official, and is there a timeline that you're operating? under to make that decision i still think i've got quite some time to make the decision and i'll just see how things play out here uh you know obviously the democrats believe this is a seat they can pick up i'm going to do everything i can up until election day to make sure whether it's i'm the candidate or another republican candidate that we retain the seat because our really our nation is hanging the balance here uh you've got the democrat party led by people like obama like biden that uh, proclaim that they want to fundamentally transform america and I don't think the, the voters really recognize how fundamentally transformative what they're really thinking here. And I, I'm, I'm hoping the American public is, is, is looking in shock and horror at what the Biden administration is doing, the, the radicals that they're in, you know, installing in some of these political positions in these agencies. And I, I'm hoping they'll do a reset in 2022. So, you know, whether I'm the candidate or not, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that the Republican wins this Senate seat so we can take control of the Senate so that we're not hanging by a thread. 
So no no specific timeline. You don't have a sort of I, I'll decide by June or I'll decide by the end of the year. Nothing yet for you as far as timeline. Well, I, I probably have something kind of a timeline in my head, but again, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I've got I've got time to make decisions. There, there's there's nothing uh, there's no impending decision over, over the next few weeks or months. Okay. Um, all right. President Biden's been in office more than a hundred days. What letter grade would you give him? F. Okay. <laughs> Okay. No, I mean, yeah, you know, Jeff. He, he starts out with an, you know, inauguration speech talking about unity and healing. Point to me one thing the President Biden has done that has tried to unify this nation or heal it. You can't. And from my standpoint, it's, it was probably the number one reason people voted for him was to unify and heal this nation. He's done the exact opposite. So no, I think it's a complete failure. And then just say, look, look at the, look at the man-made crises on the border. Uh, again, we've got an economy that's just re- ready to just boom, and it is booming. But he institutes policies that uh, threaten inflation and stagnation. That's, it's been a disaster, and Taylor was in the Middle East. Again, I don't think that's a coincidence that uh, Hamas decided to attack Israel under a President Biden versus a President Trump. Senator Johnson, as always, I appreciate you spending some time with me this afternoon. Hope we can talk again sometime soon. Have a great day. Stay well. Absolutely. You as well. That's uh, that is Senator um, Ron Johnson, uh, the senior senator from the state of Wisconsin. Whenever a senator comes on, I always try to see what the timeline is for whether his his decision is to whether he's going to seek reelection or not. And he has it in his own mind, but he's not sharing it with us, at least right now. We'll find out in good time. All right. Back with more in just a minute.